Ahoy, and welcome to Season 2 of the Music Bowl. Thanks so much for joining me today, guys. Uh, I know it's taken a while for us to launch this season, but hopefully this time we can keep things rolling without the year-long break in between. So, to kick this season off, I'm going to detail the things that I think you need to create a podcast of your own. Uh, If you're already a professional musician, it's likely that you're going to have most of the things you already need to dive into podcasting. Uh, So hopefully this will just help you make that decision. Uh, to actually do that, you know, to, to realize you have all the stuff you need. And if you're not a musician, this should hopefully give you an idea of the things you might need to acquire to dive into this world. So before I talk gear, one point of housekeeping, uh, you may have noticed there is no Wonderfish joining me today. I know, super sad times. Uh, our schedules have just not been lining up at all. Uh, we've been trying to do this season for for a little while now. I think you're going to be hearing just a lot more of, unfortunately, just me for this season for the time being. going to be a lot more of the herd monologues. The Wonderfish is still around, um, and when we can coordinate a chat, we will. Uh, But for the time being, it's going to be a little bit more of just, you know, me. And I do have interviews lined up. Um, I've got two, I think, already done, more lined up. But if there is someone you want to hear on here, leave a comment for me or, you know, get a hold of me somehow with an email or whatever, and I will do my best to get them on. So with that, let's get on our way and dive into what it takes to make a podcast. So I've got eight things that I think you need to create a podcast. So first, foremost, you need a device, whether that's a laptop, desktop, fancy tablet, uh, pretty much anything that will just have all of your information and allow you to post it to somewhere. You could do that on a smartphone. I think I think there's ways to do it. Um, and I, f- I feel like there's a few apps that will record voice and like post to whatever generic app or website they host. Uh, in my experience, though, from what I've researched and seen, those are mostly for like high school kids, uh, just look like class projects, things like that. I haven't seen too many professionals actually using those kinds of services to do. Uh, you just generally have a lot less computing power to make any edits or to like really make this sound the way you need to, to put like music into it and other random things to just really kind of go nuts and make it sound as professional and as much the way you hear it in your head. But you could do it. So if you are on a budget and you have a $0 budget, that is the way to go. I'm guessing, though, most of you already have computer a laptop a you know a fancy tablet of some kind where you can do these things that have more computing power so again you already are well on your way to creating a podcast number two the reason you need that computing power is that you need some kind of editing software and again this is gonna be depending on what your budget is what editing software you go with there is a great freeware program called audacity and i believe it's just audacity.com um, I used it when I was in high school to just start recording basic like song ideas and things like that. I think I did like seven or eight tunes. You can multi-track, you can edit, you can do everything you need to. It's just not quite as powerful as some of the more professional stuff. So currently I use Pro Tools. I know a lot of guys that use Logic though. Um, Reaper is another good recording program. I believe that might be a freeware, but you have a nag screen, which means that something comes up every time that says like, hey, maybe you should pay for this and you'll get more features. So I think there is a free and a non-free version of that. Adobe Audition is also another one. So anyone who already uses the Adobe Creative Suite, there is that. You can totally just use that as well. I I just don't know much personally about those other ones in terms of how they work, in terms of like what the command keys are and things like that. I use Pro Tools. That's what I've been using for years now. So it was just easiest to already started to keep using Pro Tools for the podcast. I've been doing so much music editing with it. I already knew the language of it. It worked out really well. One thing to remember is that the software isn't going to determine the overall sound quality. It's just going to determine how easy it is to make any edits that you want to. 
so while audacity is free and we'll do everything you need to i don't remember it being the easiest thing to make my edits with um, when i was doing music stuff and doing multi-tracking it totally can you can totally figure it out and go that way again i use pro tools because i already have it and was there but pro tools itself isn't making me sound any better i could probably sound very similar if i was in audacity there are two other things that are going to affect your sound quality a little more another option that you have if you don't want to learn any new programs uh, if you don't have the time if you just want to talk into a microphone and then you know let someone else do it you we 100 percent you can hire someone to make all your edits and to put the episodes together for you uh, a good friend of mine josh powalczyk has done a few edits for me here and there on the podcast if there if i was in a super time crunch elsewhere in my life and just had time to record the episode uh, he's also done all of my music editing in terms of like mastering and mixing and all that stuff. So there are people that do that. I know many guys who just don't have the time or desire to learn the editing. They just send it all off. So that's that's another way to go if you have the budget for those things. Number three, uh, and this is what's going to affect your sound quality the most, is your microphone and the audio interface that you use. The interface is just the thing that your microphone plugs into before it goes into your computer. So you can't just plug a microphone into a computer. That's not true. I think you can, but again, you're going to have some kind of like quality issues that you may not may or may not want to deal with. Um, I haven't used a USB microphone in a long time. I'm not sure how things like the Blue Yetis or like any of those USB mics, they probably can plug straight into your soundboard. But again, the one thing you want to keep in mind is that if you're a musician already, is there a way you can use this this gear to do more than just talk into a microphone and kind of like release a podcast? If you're looking, if you down the line ever want to do more things like record your own music and kind of compile at least your edits that way, it might be worth grabbing a, a more higher quality audio interface. There are cheap ones that are just like two inputs. Very, very simple. You can plug in two things at once and record two tracks at the same time. Um, mine has four because I knew I wanted to do more full band stuff or at least a full drum set you know I wanted to be able to do and that can be done with four inputs things like that uh, but the microphone even more than the audio interface is going to really determine your sound quality so that's just something to really consider because you totally could do a podcast with just your iPhone like earbuds kind of things or a Bluetooth headset like you 100% could um, or even like a video gaming headset, anything, any microphone would work. You 100% could do it. But what you want to consider is how high of an audio quality do you want to have? And what else might you want to do with that microphone? So that was a big thing in determining which mic I got, because I knew I was going to want to do more than just record the podcast. I actually got it so that I could record all of my music stuff, and it just worked out that it was also a great mic to do the podcasting. Uh, so a couple of cheap recommendations if you have a little bit of a budget, so you want to go more than just the free iPhone earbud thing. The Shure SM58s are great microphones, total workhorses in the industry, uh, great dynamic mic. It can, it'll do all your vocals for you in, in whatever setting, especially live. If you're already a gigging musician, chances are you already have a microphone, and it, whatever you have is totally going to work. It's just going to depend on exactly how high that quality is going to be that's really going to it's always going to come back to what you hear in your head what do you think this should sound like and if whatever microphone you have gives you that then by all means keep using it you don't need you know an eight thousand dollar mic just to do a podcast you can totally get away with whatever whatever gear you're using as long as you like the way it sounds that's really going to be the biggest thing that matters i'm using an akg 414 and that was mostly because i knew i wanted to record my acoustic guitar with it I knew I wanted to 
be able to do vocals for like actual singing. I wanted to be able to do instruments like saxophone and flute and violins and things like that. And this is just a workhorse of a microphone. It'll do all of that and probably then some. Uh, so it's definitely way overkill for a podcast, but it, this wasn't the only purpose it was going to serve. And it's, it's, it does a great job recording my acoustic and other things. So it's, it, it gets used in many, many ways. So just keep that in mind as you're going to record, like, is the podcast the only thing you want to do? Or are you hoping to maybe like multi-purpose these things? So just keep that in mind. Number four, and this is actually kind of like three and a half, maybe it might not be a whole other thing, but there is another recording option other than just the mic and the interface thing. Uh, You could do a zoom recorder with maybe like lapel mics or even just the zoom microphones and that are on it themselves. And this would be especially helpful if you're looking to do more interviews that are going to have you traveling around. Or if you're if you don't have a laptop, like if you're used to recording on a computer, but you know, you're going to be traveling on the road for a bit and you still want to be recording episodes and things you can you can do that. And that will eliminate the need for the interface because now you're just recording straight to the device and you'll take the information from the device put it into your editing software and make your edits from there. But I know a lot of guys that do in the field interviews, this is what they do. They'll meet up with people at a cafe, plug in two lapel mics into the recorder and just sit and, and, and talk music over coffee for the day. Uh, most of my interviews I do uh, in another way. I don't do a lot of stuff in person where I'm traveling and, and remote. So that, but that's, that's another option. And again, a lot of you might already have a zoom recorder because a lot of you will probably be using that to record yourself practicing or maybe you do rehearsals that way or like a lot of the stuff you've 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 already got Uh, number five is going to be all the accessories that just kind of go with that and again if you're a gigging musician you've got this stuff Um, things like your microphone stand your mic cables a pop filter of some kind the headphones the speakers all just the external like cables and things that aren't the software and, and whatever else if you're not already working as a musician, the, like those are just the things that you have to remember to, to also grab. When you buy a microphone, you need the XLR cable to plug the mic into the interface, things like that. You're going to want the mic stand so you're not holding a mic the whole time. Um, or if you're doing the Zoom thing, do you maybe want the external microphones that you can plug into it to get a little bit better quality? You know, it just, again, it's all going to depend on the budget and how high and fancy you want to get with this. But it does not need to be that much. 100% you can do it, you know, for free or super, super cheap. So it's just going to depend on how many purposes all of this gear will eventually have. Number six, once you've recorded, once you've edited everything, where are you going to host the podcast? And this is something that I didn't really know anything about until I actually, you know, decided with the Wonderfish, we're going to do a podcast. We've recorded some episodes. How do we get it to the public? And it's not the easiest thing. It's not too difficult, but it was a little bit more than I thought it was going to be. Uh, you, You pretty much need a thing called an RSS feed which is kind of like the the link, if you will, I guess, so that people can access your podcast. It's not the same as an audio file. Uh, you still just upload the audio files, and then whatever website you choose to host your podcast creates the feed, RSS feed for you. And the reason you need that is because things like Apple Podcasts and Spotify, that's what they're linking to is the RSS feed. I have no idea what that means, by the way. I just know that I need that to have the podcast. Uh, the site that I go through is called Liberated Syndicate or Libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N, I believe it's .com. Um, and I do pay for that. It's a, it's really, really cheap. It can go as low as 5 bucks, up to, I think, maybe like $40 a month. So this would be probably the only consistent expense that you have. There are 100% free versions of that that will host it and do all the stuff for you. 
again, there might just be like maybe a watermark somewhere or I felt like there was a lot less creative control I had over where and what and when things were going to be happening. If I went with some of the free ones, you can totally do it. It just depends on how you want it all to be presented and look. I liked the look of the LibSing website that they create for you. I liked the the ease of the website. Uh, the cool thing about Liberated Syndicate is that if I post my episode or just upload my files to that website, it pushes it out to Apple Music, to Google Play, to Spotify, to wherever I tell it to, it does that automatically for me. So I don't have to go in and upload it in four different places. I just put it in one place, tell it to upload. Uh, so just something to consider. Again, like I said, there are free options and it's gonna that's mostly gonna depend on how much you're posting. Like, do you want an hour daily of yourself talking to people coming out every single day of the month? You're gonna take up a lot of space, which means you need a lot more money put into the thing um, to have the to have the dedicated space on Liberated Syndicate or wherever you're posting to do that. If you're looking to doing you know, one or two episodes a month, and they're only going to be a half hour, you need a lot less space, so you can go for the lot cheaper options. So that's just going to be something to consider. Number seven, another thing to think about, and this is more of uh, just uh, going to be like a, a bonus tip from me, I guess this is less of gear that you need, but just something to think about. But if you're going to record remote interviews, where like you're not in the same room as the person, you know, how are you going to do that? I've been using Skype. And the easiest way I have found to do it is I have one channel that is my microphone on my interface and i have another one that's going from my computer's microphone output so like an eighth inch adapter into that one where your speakers would normally plug in i have that going into an input on my audio interface so it's almost recording it like it's another instrument or another microphone or something and that way i can multi-track the two people talking i did have some people recommend that i actually don't do that but what i like about it is i can go in and edit out any background noise. If I cough while my guests are talking, I can edit that out. If their kids are running around while I'm asking a question, I can chop that out. I just felt like I have more control over making my final edits if I go that route. The one thing that you need to be careful of is just that you make sure that you keep everything lined up as you go. So basically what I do is make all of my edits and then I consolidate the files. So again, they're just one big giant file. Um, if you're used to the recording end of things, that's not too big of a deal to do. And again, if you're hiring someone else out, they'll take care of all that for you. So maybe just ask them, would they rather have one or two? Kind of just depends on your style of how you're going to do it. But it's another thing to think through just how you're going to do it. It's super easy to set up. And if you're out there and you're, you know, you want a more technical detail, hit me up and I'll, and I'll get that to you as well. Uh, and lastly, the eighth thing you need when you're creating your podcast is what are you going to talk about and who wants to hear it? Uh, so if you're the musician, I assume you're probably going to talk about something music related. So specifically, what is that going to be? And what specific group of, of, you know, what specific subset of musicians do you think want to hear it? Or who are you hoping is going to be the ones that hear it? So to give you the example, here at the Music Bowl, we decided to talk about the process of beginning your music career um, we, you know, we did the How to Gig podcast. I'm now talking about How to Podcast itself. Um, just little like insider tips and tricks and things that help the Wonderfish and I get our music careers going. Um, and also to show that there are many, many ways that the music career can look. I feel like a lot of times people think that it's either like you're playing in rundown bar bands your whole life or, or you are a super megastar and there's really very little in between. But that is obviously not the case. There are so many things in between that you can be doing that we wanted to make sure we were highlighting those kinds of things. 
Um, in addition to interviews, and the interviews that we try to do are with people that are in maybe more of the beginning to middle-ish of their career. Guys, you know, guys and girls that are established, that you know, have successful careers, and give you the inside and behind the scenes look of like how they got there, how their careers evolved, things like that. Uh, and who we hope hears it are, you know, younger, like maybe college age musicians or other musicians just starting out their professional career just after graduating college, um, and showing all the different ways and things they can be doing, and maybe giving more ideas of how they can be doing those things. Another group that we at the Music Bowl hope kind of hears our stuff is non-musicians, and we try to make it as accessible as we can to non-musicians so they can get that inside look at what the music field actually looks like um, and what we're actually doing and the different ways that those careers can look. So we try to make it accessible to all of those. So that's just what you want to consider because obviously non-musicians might not care as much about music bios uh, you know, of old dead German composers. That's a great topic to talk about. You 100% should. But if you if you make that too technical, you're only going to have musicians. And if it's too glossy, you might have only non-musicians checking that out. So you want to just find that balance of who you think is going to check out your podcast or who you want to hear it. And just make sure your tone is appropriate for those different groups of people that you want to have checking out your stuff. So to recap, we had eight things, more like seven and a half. Uh, but number one was make sure you have your device, whatever that is going to be, laptop, tablet, you know, fancy, whatever. Number two, your editing software. Or are you going to hire someone to do all your editing for you? Number three, how do you get your voice into the editing software, i.e. you need a microphone and some kind of audio interface? And the half point with that was you can maybe do your Zoom recorder, especially if you're going to be doing the journalism kind of thing where you're traveling and doing interviews remotely. Number five is just consider your accessories, your cables, your mic stands, headphones, speakers, your pop filters, things like that. Number six, once you've recorded, once you've edited, you know, where are you going to host that podcast? Where are you going to get that RSS feed? And that's just going to take you Googling, you know, um, places that host it and kind of finding that best option for you. Number seven, uh, which again was more of that tip, but consider how you would record remote interviews if you're going to do that kind of thing. And lastly, number eight, the most important thing was what are you going to talk about and who wants to hear it? Those are my things. If I drastically miss something, please let me know if you're another podcaster and you're like, bro, you totally didn't talk about this and it's an essential. I'm sure I forgot something. Uh, I usually do. So please let me know. Um, if you have more, if you have questions and you want even more detail on any one of these things, reach out. Maybe I can do a podcast on just my editing process if that's something you want or anything. Yeah. So just let me know and, uh, and we'll go from there. I'm looking forward to doing a lot more of these. I've got several other topics lined up. If there's something specific that you do want to hear me babble on about, please let me know. Um, and I, and I'll, I'd love to try and get that into the schedule of things. I do have interviews coming. So, yeah. So, thanks for tuning in today. The Music Bowl is sponsored by the Rosie O'Leary Publishing Company and is recorded at their studio in New York. For all things Wonderfish related, find us on Instagram and Facebook, and please consider joining our Patreon team at patreon.com slash herd and the Wonderfish. From all of us at the Music Bowl, we all had a nice time and everything tasted great.